0: Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. And you're listening to Meet Athlete Radio.
1: That's what we had the first live Q and A for the Health Made Simple Challenge last night. Had a pretty good crowd. You and Sid were talking up, answering everyone's question. That was going great. We were going back and forth, doing doing some some shtick. <laughs> doing some stick, yeah, a little banter. And, yes, uh, but but I got off a little early, mm-hmm. and and I thought maybe maybe you'd be interested in knowing why. Because yesterday they released the video for the first round of the U.S. disc golf championship. Oh yeah,
0: they put it <laughs> out at, at
1: night. Uh, well, yeah, because it's like I don't know, you know, it's like guys who record it and then they lay commentary and then post it on YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh it's not like live although I, I think they actually do broadcast some stuff live but um, <laughs> what kind
0: of commentary did they, did they lay
1: <laughs> it's two of the two of the elite guys um, uh uh-huh. or the pros okay it's good i mean i don't know they talk about the shots and and banter a little bit it's really it's quite enjoyable
0: yeah that's funny is it i mean does it sound like uh you're watching the masters on Is so it's sort of like a like a reserved
1: I guess they're not there live, right? They, they're not there live, right? Okay. So they've actually played the round. Sometimes they're even in the video.
0: Oh, wow. you a little inside baseball. They yeah, talk about their yeah, own... Yeah, so it's cool. They, they like,
1: you know, because they know all the guys really well. They can talk about disc choice and, um, you know, type of throw. So, you know, it's like they, they do it like a drone flyover of the of the hole before they, everyone tees off. So you can get a preview of the hole and they talk about... Where you know everyone's aiming and how to set up each shot, like I think it's it's really it's quite professional. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's good. Really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Fun. So is there like a
0: tour? Is it disc golf? Yeah, golf yeah, tour? yeah. There's
1: a there's a pro disc golf tour. Yeah.
0: Wow. So they all just know each other.
1: Yeah, they're on like all summer. They're on national tour. They're like pretty much every weekend. There's a tournament. Oh my god. there's and, um, so much beer. I bet they drink so many beers. So many beers. <laughs> they all wear trucker hats. I'm sure, and I'm sure they all have beards, right? No, it's no. I mean, some no? of them do. it's not some like of them.
0: an Asheville cross section. No,
1: it's not like that at all. There's like the the lead guys. I don't know. Everyone's everyone's different, of course. But a lot of the top pros are super. They're like sponsored by Adidas, so they all have like fancy <laughs> Adidas outfits on. And like, right? You know, are there I'm, women in this too? You keep saying guys. There is a separate women's tour. Really? Mm-hmm. So
0: there's actually like like the physiological differences would would affect uh, would affect this. Yeah,
1: I mean I think uh I think that distance on throws is kind of the big one.
0: Mhm.
1: I think that the in a lot of the tournaments the women's play a, from a different tee and the women's the women <laughs> the women play from a different tee. But there is like there's a couple uh a couple women who have I know competed in the in the open tournament, which wow. is the men's uh-huh. tournament uh for for some things, but yeah, no, there's a whole separate women's tour. <laughs>
0: That is, that's crazy. I mean, not that there's disc golf. Like, that. I mean, you know what? It's. I'm sure this is. We talked about esports, and it's just amazing what the internet does. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I mean, true, it just, right. It just makes totally. all these little niche hobbies become like mm-hmm. viable uh, commercial really? enterprises, and then they can the quality of the of the productions gets really good, and that's amazing.
1: Yeah, It's good. So, Excited so they they, they they Not to get too too <laughs> too in, in nerding out on disc golf here, but. Uh, what the, the videos will follow around, a a card, um, for all 18 holes. So you don't, they'll, they'll usually show some highlights from other holes, like from other players and stuff. That somebody's mm-hmm. like having a big, like, you know, birdie run or something like that, then they'll like show some of that. But, um, uh, it's really just like one card instead of where the masters where they're like showing, you know, yeah. 30 different players right, right. or something. like that. Right. But it'd be like if you were there live and you follow a group Yeah. One. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they get hundreds of thousands of views on these videos. Mm-hmm. Wow, then, is there a live gallery? Place. It must be right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. especially for tournaments like this. Do people scream as soon as someone hits it? Like, like get in the hole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sometimes
1: <laughs> they
0: say get in the basket or whatever that thing's called.
1: Yeah, in the basket. <laughs> okay. There's definitely a lot of beer drinking in the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is in, in bog golf too. Yeah, I guess there is. True, bog is that what they call? that's what, that's just, what, that's what disc golfers golf? call they don't okay. call it real golf they call they it ball call golf. golf okay <laughs> Good. i feel like in the last uh i don't know dozen episodes we've talked about either bears or disc golf yeah we have we have in have every single interest well, i'm around. gonna start
0: calling all real like i'm gonna start calling all real sports ball things just to distinguish them from <laughs> the e-sport version or the disc version so ball like soccer, soccer ball football ball yeah. baseball
1: yeah. okay <laughs>
0: yeah we have hit on those a lot uh sent you a bear picture the other day of one on my car with his two front paws on my or her i don't know what it was had three cubs with her i assume Mm. it was a woman or not a woman female (laughs) and uh yeah that was a mess they're terrorizing my family but let's not let's not
1: go down the bear road the bear road all right and this will probably be the last disc golf road we go down for a while too i think
0: we don't we don't (laughs) want to tire everybody off you know what speaking of youtube you know what youtube stuff i'm into these days what I just got into it. Unboxing videos? No. My (laughs) kids are into that. Actually, YouTube is banned from my children. We had a full YouTube ban, in effect. Oh, really? Except the only YouTube that's allowed in my house now, except on rare special weekends, you know, once every two weeks I'll let them watch Elsia and Anya or whatever they watch, or Dude Perfect, uh, which is just the worst thing in the world, by the way. What is that? It's just these idiots doing dumb challenges, like trying to throw a a cd into a cd player slot like a frisbee and get it to go in <laughs> and then when they when they eventually achieve these these just idiotic challenges they all like celebrate and high five and say ah and put their arms up and it's just it's just the dumbest thing you could possibly watch <laughs> but they're they're doing great at it i think they had a super bowl commercial or something and Whoa. yeah and billy and jezza is another one of my my kid was holding watches i don't know but, that one either it's these two soccer freestylers, and they just—it mm. used to be good. It used to be good soccer freestyle, and then they just got into just the dumbest things, where they're trying to take penalty kicks, and and at the same time, somebody blows an air horn or a wild dog runs on to, to distract them, and or like a woman walks by with like a like a, a well formed woman body and sort of just just a mess of a show. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway,
1: um, anyway, YouTube. What anyway. are you what are you into these days?
0: What I'm into these days, so I started putting on. This, this is only in the past week, but I started putting on this this thing to, to as the background noise. I wanted to have a nice meditative. I, I kind of have been into the the flow idea recently. Flow, as far as hobbies and work go, I read a book about that. The, the book is called Flow. It's by I, some Russian name who I can't nearly pronounce, and he's the guy who kind of popularized this, I guess. Um, So not a new book. But anyway, I read about that, and I was just putting on...
1: on, on. I don't know know exactly what you're talking about. The concept of flow?
0: Yeah. Like a flow state when you are... When sort of the rest of the world disappears, and Mm. time starts to kind of warp because you were just so into something. And really what it is is that your sense of self kind of dissolves for the moment. And one of the examples he uses many, many times in this book is uh, climbing. People who are like serious rock climbers, Mm -hmm. where they're in this place where if they you know, have a lapse in concentration, they could just die. And many of them do it for that reason, because it's it's it because they have to concentrate so hard, it just makes them forget everything else Mm. and they're in this state where they're just and you know, people who are writers or or some people who read, some people who meditate, uh and many, many people in their work, if they've found a job that's a good fit for them, uh, they you know, they will experience this flow thing. And it's and it's very good. I don't know if it's good for health, I haven't he didn't say anything about that. Uh but Certainly, for you know fulfillment, sense of satisfaction, happiness, all that stuff, um, flow is a big part of that. So anyway, I have just been when I've done writing or whatever, been conscious about what I'm putting on and I've tried different things and I put on I started putting on uh, coffee shop, background music, background noise, okay, which is just you just hear people talking. I tried like music at a coffee oh, really? shop,
1: like they like recordings of people in a coffee shop.
0: Yes, and some of them are just bad ones. They're just little loops of a couple minutes long, and they just loop. But some of them are good where they go to sit up in a coffee shop for, for an hour or eight hours, uh, and they have them for libraries. You can get any kind of background sound you want. Really? Uh, yeah, and some of them have, like, rain added into them, so it would be rainy day at the coffee shop and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So, and some have
1: jazz music, which is always horrible jazz if it's not actually live. Uh, is the is the so is there typically music in the background of a coffee no shop? typically not
0: well you know yes so there is you hear the you hear the music that is playing at the coffee shop
1: so it's legit like a, they're in a coffee shop and put a mic out
0: yes and and that's exactly what i'm into have gotten into totally accidentally and now it has totally disrupted my flow state is <laughs> i started reading the comments i've talked about youtube comments before how just idiotic they are uh-huh. but i started reading them and I found this one just that seemed like a high quality track, and I was into it. And I was just, it was just helping me work. I started reading the comments, and somebody was like, "Uh, you know, thirteen ten, the timestamp." And they put quotes around what you hear somebody say if you listen carefully. And it'd be like, one guy says "Happy birthday," and the other guy says, "Uh, thanks." And 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 they're like, and they start making up stories. They're like, "What could be? What could that be about? Was this guy's birthday a week ago, and the other guy just saying it? Did something crazy happen?" And then there's you know twenty of these interesting kind of quote, comments that happen throughout the thing, or like a chair squeaks and it sounds sort of like a like a honking sound like a like a clown honking his nose, and and they somebody makes up a story about this miming clown who walks in and at this exact time, <laughs> after- <laughs> so oh I God, started reading the so comments funny. and then I started. I would just keep playing this one while I was working, and then I, all these things that I had read about would start jumping out of me. And now I can't do it without hearing exactly these <laughs> a clown and smiling, well. or like the, the barista saying, "Like, fine, be that way, Kevin." Like, and, and <laughs> I hate you, and and you, you barely hear, it, but but I start to notice it all the time now because I'm used to it. my brain is used to that those sounds, oh my and gosh, uh, it's so really fun. fun. It just feels like I'm like in this coffee shop with these people I know, and I'm kind of hanging out. I think it's like voyeur kind of uh, feeling. Like, uh-huh. I'm, like I'm watching something, but I'm not really
1: part of it. But I'm. Have you contributed to anything? No, any <laughs> of I've, the I've thought about it.
0: I I picked up a few little things, and I wanted to do it, but I was like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not getting into typing in what I
1: what I hear on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh but my god, that is I, amazing! That is so funny. I know it's been. It's actually I really like it. I don't know what? why. I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it is. I mean, it's,
0: it's only about twenty people on here who are. To the no, not thing.
1: not the story parts, but like the <laughs> setting up microphones on. Oh yeah, I think I think you can get whatever you want. Uh-huh. I assume that it would be,
0: you know, very short loops with awful uh, stock music put over top of them, and there's plenty of those. But you can get some that are high quality binaural, where they have actually two microphones, so you can hear a sort of stereo. Really? You know, experience. I wonder who who does that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, there's stuff. The internet. There's just so many different jobs now.
1: Yeah. So many ways to. I mean, Not if you cool. had a good one, I bet that that video has hundreds of thousands of views. Probably. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yes, it's like worth the time to do it. It's like you going out and uh, recording the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> Done <laughs> that about the, the the uh, that's filled with water. Yeah. I went back there. We you know we had the ball the golf course. I should say. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> We had all the rains, uh, you know, for Florence, and I went back to try to see if it happened again, mm-hmm. and it didn't. But I'm, but I'm wondering if they actually went and popped them so that we wouldn't keep recording videos of it, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not.
0: I didn't know you could pop them. That's that's an interesting thought.
1: But yeah, so after good. that video went viral, I found a couple more and people popped them, ah, and they like water. went everywhere. Like water, just like it's like a yeah, you know, it's kind of like well.
0: Well why would anyone pop it instead of filming it themselves and then putting it on YouTube and cashing in like Doug did? I just I think I got
1: lucky. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, I guess I don't really know why, uh I mean it was on YouTube, but those videos didn't have any didn't have very many views, you know. Hmm. Right. For some reason. That's that's the thing with viral viral hits is they're unpredictable. Right time, I mean, right place. You can't yeah. you can't engineer it. No, <laughs>
0: All right, well, uh, we've gone way off the normal health and fitness topic today, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess it's all But right. Uh,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll get back we, on. We, we started have... talking about flow state, and that kind of, <laughs> right. it's kind of related <laughs> to right. uh, our topic here. You're right. Okay. So we're not too far off. Uh, yeah, so
0: we are, are going to try to talk about an actual topic today. This is not one of those intro-only episodes where we just ramble about whatever, YouTube. Uh so, yeah. So, Doug, you, you suggested that we talk about meditation.
1: Yeah. Cause because you, you've, you've had quite a bit of experience uh, trying to form a meditation habit. And you even took a transcendental meditation course, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which we have that talked is about true. on the podcast a little bit. Or mentioned, yes. anyway. Um, and it's something that I, I tried the Headspace app for a while and got, like, 20-something days into it. hmm And that was going well. And then just kind of stopped. So anyway, I yeah. wanted to, it's something I've always been interested in, but I wanted to talk to you about it and kind of get your your feelings on it.
0: Yes, and and what I actually said to you was that I didn't know that we could do a, a full episode on. Cause you know what? I, I'm quite a. I feel like I'm a dabbler in meditation. And no. Of all all hobbies, meditation. I dabble in a lot of things, but meditation is one where I am a dabbler, and I don't mean that in a good way. I mean I mean that in the sense of you get into an activity. You with most activities when you get in right at the beginning. I mean, it's hard the first time you do it, but once you're in it for a week or two weeks, you start to experience rapid success and you're starting to get get better at it. And meditation is an interesting example because getting better at it is, is sort of subjective, I guess. But if you think about playing a sport, playing disc golf or ball golf, if you, if you were to get into it, you're terrible at first. And then if you just say, this is fun though, something about this I like, and you play for a month, you you experience pretty rapid changes in improvement, right? And and I think uh, once that once you hit that plateau, like where that rapid change stops, and then it's actually hard to get better. That's what I'm talking about, like as dabbling. So, with that's what I do with meditation, and I do it all the time. And I get inspired about meditating, and I'll do it for think, three four weeks, and I'm getting better during that time. And then I hit this point where suddenly it's hard again, uh, and I don't see any real path to improving soon, and then.
1: I tend to just end up quitting,
0: and with is, some habits,
1: well, is meditation one of those things where you feel like you need to improve rapidly?
0: I think that is maybe part of the problem, and maybe why meditation is one where I am such a dabbler. Because maybe, maybe you're not supposed to, um, but then it's like then it's like running with no race to train for for me, where it's just I'm just doing this thing for its own sake because supposedly it's enjoyable and it I, it actually turns out that it's not for me so that's that's why i'm stuck with it and so that's what i told you was why i didn't think i would why this would be a good topic because i haven't ever really stuck with meditation even with the transcendental meditation course i did i paid a decent amount of money for that i've been curious about it forever uh they do a good job of marketing it and that's one of the criticisms of it is that they, they kind of do this good job about marketing it and pretending like it's a secretive thing um and if only you can you know, get in and, and learn what they know, then you'll, you'll have experienced meditation bliss forever. Uh, which I, you know, I didn't believe that, but I was certainly intrigued by the market. It, it, for some reason that one just stuck out. I was like, wow, I, I'd really like to one day do that. So I finally did. And having just paid, gone to the course for, I don't know, probably, probably two hour sessions, four times or something to get not certified, but initiated or whatever. Uh, there's a pretty solid That's- upfront, cost you know to, to in terms of time and money to doing it and mm-hmm. so that alone kept me motivated to do it because that can be a really good motivator for a lot of things if you yeah you sign up for something pay for something it makes you tend to stick with it a little bit longer because uh, you don't want to feel like feel dumb for having spent your money on it and then quit so i did that for a couple months or so and like everything else, like it was great at the beginning, or like every other time I tried to meditate. It's great at the beginning. I'm really excited. I I think, wow, I'm never gonna stop doing this. There's no reason I would ever stop doing this. This is this is wonderful. And then eventually I hit this point where the newness of it and the the you know, the changes, not maybe not improvements, but just sort of the changing of the experience as I am getting accustomed to it. Uh it starts to wear off and eventually it is doing the exact same thing for twenty minutes twice a day. And I, you know, I'm just not good with sticking with things like that. And what I mentioned to you, which we thought would be interesting, was I said, um, you know, th- there are all these supposed benefits of meditation. And supposed is is not even a very generous term because they're, they're documented. They're scientific, you know, um, improvements that happen to, to health, to the way your brain works, the way your brain looks, I guess, if you look at it under the right uh, lens or whatever, mm-hmm. figuratively speaking. Um, you know, that all these, all these great improvements happen, but what I kind of wondered is, I don't know if like, I'm, am I not, cause I don't, I can't say that when I meditate for three or four weeks in a row that I start to really notice improvements happening. I mean, maybe I feel more relaxed, but that's, that would be a very subjective thing to say. And I'm not sure that I would, you know, be very, uh, scientific in saying that. So. I start to eventually say, well, okay, I'm doing this thing. It's not that fun to do. It's maybe it can be relaxing when it's good, but otherwise it's, it's just sort of boring. Um, and like, if, if I am noticing that there are these great benefits that are happening, then something like that could be worth it. Still, still difficult to stick with like exercise or other things where if, if it's really boring, but it's giving you these great benefits, then you stick with it. But I don't, you know, those are hard habits to keep if they don't eventually become kind of intrinsically rewarding. Right. Um, so I just, I always quit. And so what I wondered is like, is meditation something where you need to kind of believe that it's working for you? And even if you don't see that it is outside, like if what keeps you going is the belief that it is doing something for you and that it's such a great way to spend your time. um, Basically a placebo effect sort of thing. Like if if a habit requires that placebo effect, requires you to sort of suspend your... Um, objective scientific way of analyzing things, and just saying, "Well, this is supposed to be good for me, so I'm going to assume that it is, and I'm going to keep doing it." Uh, is that is that a worthwhile habit? And you know, is it legit?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question, I think. Um, but related to meditation, so why like why do you keep going back to it? Do you think, if if you keep failing at it and keep thinking it's not really worth your time?
0: that's a good question. I think one of them is what I mentioned that like you just see, there's so many different articles. I've seen things where they talk about 150 benefits of meditation and there are just tons of them Uh, or, or however many thousands of studies have documented what it apparently will do for your brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I read a lot of books that are about, it's funny for as much as I always say that I am not religious at all. I read a good number of uh, books that are, I don't know. I'd say they're, they are spiritual books like Alan Watts type of books uh, some that are that are, I guess, I don't know what the word lower brow than that, like more New Agey sort of like borderline pseudoscientific, and I don't really like those, but I I do sometimes get get hooked on one and and kind of like it so. I guess I always am interested in that stuff. And I th- i like the idea of transcending the self and finding some higher state of consciousness. And I, you know, so it always, when I, when I get away from that for a while, we always talk about the seasons of life things. I will go through that period where I'm really into that stuff. And then I'll go six months where I don't think about the stuff at all. And I'm all about the material world. And then, <laughs> and then I start to flo- get back to that thing where I'm like, wow, I need some more of that in my life. And I'll go back to that. Um, so I don't, I don't know what it is I don't know why I keep getting drawn back to it but I think it's certain like the story of meditation is certainly an appealing one an attractive one uh-huh. of of someone who can has has practiced this so much that they've they've sort of developed this skill of detachment and ability to focus on only one thing and you know to be in control of your mind like that I think it's it's exciting so um I don't know where, where I have kind of filed it away now is something where I don't know about the dabbling thing. I don't I don't like dabbling in things. I don't think it's good. It's it's a lot like we talk about the Seth Godin dip thing where you you start a, a hobby or a business or a project and it always starts out fun because it's new and it's exciting and there's always a point when you hit a plateau. There's always a point when it stops being so fun and usually that happens before the thing has start to pay pay off in terms of rewards. In terms of if if it's if you're starting a blog, it's it it gets boring before you've written enough content that people would really start to be attracted to it and it for its own sake or for for what it's giving you in terms of people paying attention to you uh where it's not doing that yet and so like then it's like well why did you start at all if you at the outset maybe could have told could have known that if it was boring a month or two in you would quit at that point mhm so it's like why could you know the the correct decision with things like that often is either don't get into it at all, right? Don't put up that upfront cost of starting something, uh, or decide at the beginning that you are gonna start, but you're going to push through the the dip. You're gonna push through this boring part or this difficult part of that plateau that I keep talking about. So then then you would ask, why keep doing meditation if every time you're just gonna stop after a month? Um, so I don't like that, and I, I do f- wonder if that is kind of sub-optimizing on my part.
1: But have you ever have you ever said to yourself like, have you ever done, you know, we talk a lot about challenges. Have you ever done like a 90 day meditation challenge or something that that goes past when you know you're going to hit that dip?
0: No, I never have. And that's, that's a great question and something that I should try. Uh, I don't know that I want to try it <laughs> because I just don't, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I've tried it a, a lot of times. I don't know, 10, 15 times where I've done it for a month or something and then just get bored and stop. So I don't. I don't really want to have to push through two more months or whatever amount of time I commit to. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say, which is related to that, actually, is that I I've sort of filed it away as something that is okay because it really benefits me during that month, and I really do enjoy mm. it for a while until mm-hmm. it starts to wear off. And the other thing that goes right in this category is the morning pages exercise, right? Uh, which I love doing when I get back into it. And this, by the way, is the thing where you write three pages, sort of stream of consciousness uh, for it takes 20 25 minutes but you do it each morning you do it first thing you do it by hand without a uh, computer and when i do it it just feels like it organizes my thoughts i get it just gets so much out of my head that has been building up over the past few months and i'm just so much happier and i start to look forward to the actual process of doing that and it's great and then after after 2 months i realize that i'm just writing meaningless stuff at this point and it just and it's just like well, this is not doing anything for me anymore except costing me Twenty five minutes and a lot of paper and <laughs> and so I and then I stopped doing it and I'm always like But you know what I don't care because it, it served me really well for that month or two when I was doing it and I kinda know now to expect it. But what I always wonder is what you just asked is there something on the other side of that that dip that is like way better? And and so morning pages are sort of purported to be this creative exercise where right it's from The Artist Way by Julia Cameron and it's this it's this creativity exercise, really. It's this thing that, that kind of allows you to get all the the junk of your head organized and you sweep out all the corners so that what's left is, is really just room for creative thought. And I don't know if there's any scientific basis to that, but lots and lots of writers and creative types swear by this. So and, and it's never been that for me. It's always been like a nice form of meditation sort of therapeutic thing, but it's never, I wouldn't say, generated creative creativity. But maybe after, if I stuck with it for ninety days instead of sixty or hundred and twenty or a whole year, maybe right. then it would really start to. So that, that's a great question, and I don't know the answer. And you know, I, I talk so much about doing challenges and how great they are. So maybe I should try something like that. It seems I think like you should. it seems like a lot of work. It seems like it seems hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, challenges are supposed to be right. I mean, they're supposed to challenge you, right? Um, but if it's something, you know, it's you know, I think that like anything like this, uh, you know, in any challenge, whether that's a run streak or a food nutrition related challenge, like the go vegan challenge that we are going vegan, uh, like we talked about last week. Um, you know, you have to really want, you have to really want that, that outcome, whatever it is. Right. Right. So, and if, if you're satisfied with, with just doing it for a little while and then you know, reaping the benefits and then giving up, you know, then maybe you don't really want that outcome. I mean, you, right. you might want it right. in theory, but like aren't willing to put in the work, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, when, but when I set out to do these things, I think like morning pages or meditation, if you told me at that point, you're only going to do this for a month and then you're going to get rid of it. Mm. I'd probably say, well, I'm not going to start that. I'd probably say, well, I'm always, I think I'm always a little bit hoping for something more that this will be the time that I really
1: discover what it's supposed to be all about. Well, Even, it's- if, even if it's valuable on its own without that. So that's this kind of a question. It's like, if you know you're going to stop something, if you know it's not going to stick, and you don't really know it, but, you know, and deep down you know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it is it still worth doing if you if the, there are benefits to gain? I mean, like, I, I'm probably like that with with strength training. You know, I I every couple months I go through, like, a push-up every day or 15 minutes a day of strength training, core work, or, you know, whatever. I do that every couple months, then I'll take – six weeks off or something and then i'll get back on the train mm-hmm. um and i know that i'm gonna like no, you know probably not this habit is not gonna stick forever and part of that's because i oftentimes set rules for myself that aren't sustainable like i'm gonna do it every single day no matter what um which you know that so that's kind of on me for for putting restrictions mm-hmm. on it but um you know but i give up but i still think it's okay right i mean i'm still reaping those benefits and i don't really mind if i give up cuz i'll get motivated a little while later when i sign up for a race or something like that and right wanna get back on it and i'm okay with that
0: yeah i think i think that's probably what's important as long as you're okay with it because if you beat yourself up over it every time you quit it uh and it's this tremendous sense of guilt that you're feeling or or that you're inadequate or un- if you just keep you know reminding yourself how bad you are at sticking with habits then you know maybe it's best not to get into that one if that's going to happen. But I think I think if you know it's sort of a cycle where you're going to do it for a while and then you're going to stop and you're going to be back and do it again. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think they're hard. I think if it benefits you for that time and hopefully I guess hopefully it's benefits that, you, that it does are lasting in some way or sort of an investment in your health in the future. But like if you were going to let's if you were going to run for two months and then stop. For four months and just i would tell someone they're better off doing that cycle than not running at all right right because it, it's going to impact your life positively it, mm-hmm. it's way better than not doing any exercise so i don't really know that's a good question uh i do think it i think it depends on how how, how big those benefits are that that happen during it not just to your body but like to your mind right if, if it just if like going back to the flow state thing if that whole thing just is what you're about and you really enjoy that time during that month or two that you're on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, in many ways, until the YouTube comments ruin it for you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I'm the same way with, with like, I used to fairly, fairly often say, I need to get back in the gym. I need to get back in there and put some weight on. And then I eventually realized that in order for me to put weight on and keep weight on, um, I'm just, like trying to keep muscle i don't am not trying to get fat obviously um but to do that to sustain a weight that is 10 or 15 pounds higher than my normal weight i have to eat so much food that i can't imagine that it is healthy for me long term i'm sure that it's not and ever since i kind of realized that i've just lost all interest in it because i said now i don't have any hope of of doing it forever right i used to have this hope that like maybe this time i'd really stick with it for years and years uh but now I don't really want to do that right as much as I might like to weigh ten or fifteen pounds heavier i don't uh I just don't want to do what it takes long term because I don't think it would be good so
1: so, I so then it, then the question comes becomes is there like some sort of middle ground from where you are now where you're not going to the gym and you're you know you don't have the muscle you want versus where you are going to the gym and you have all the muscle you want is there some sort of middle ground where you're like going to the gym some but you're doing it in a more healthy way you're eating in a more healthy way right. that you know you're not ripped but like yeah and i think as
0: it. you get older i think as you get older that middle ground becomes more acceptable <laughs> <laughs> not not that you're settling i really don't think it is that you're settling i think is that you're becoming wiser and and when when i was 20 you know it was all or nothing everything was all or nothing and if you're not gonna do it all the way it's really not worth it. And I, and I really do believe like, if you want to get good results in something, focus on it to the detriment of a lot of other things in your life for a while. And then, and then eventually come back and get those other things caught up because you have to do that or else, you know, everything will self-destruct. But, uh, you know, really pouring your focus into something at the expense of other things uh, is the way to get get good results in something. And I think as I've gotten older, I've started to realize that that, although true, uh, doesn't or very, very rarely leads to lasting, sustainable habits, because it's just it's just too much focus. And like I said, you, your your life becomes out of balance, and you have to then go back and clean up the mess elsewhere. But I think as I've as I've started to get older, and you know, with kids and time constraints, and just lots of different perspective, uh, I can definitely see the appeal in, in finding that middle ground and developing these. The problem is, it's just it seems boring, right? Like that to me, a lifelong habit of going to the gym, twice a week and spending an hour there knowing that you're never going to start to get really exciting you know visible results or the way you feel i mean you will you will i'm sure you will experience benefits but it's just not it's nothing like there's this vision in your head that you're working towards and, and starting to achieve and seeing the progress all the fun stuff about uh really going for something you kind of don't get any of that so yeah well this i don't is, know
1: i mean so this is to me, this is super interesting because this kind of goes back to the, like, you're you're a longevity guy. You're a, I want to live to be 100. Or 500. 500. You want to mm-hmm. live forever. Um, man, 500 years from now or 460 <laughs> something years from now. Um, man, the world's just going to be, be such a I think terrible we will place. All,
0: I think we will be in little pods playing esports in our head. <laughs> i'm serious i think i think that is not that far off of what we'll probably be doing. it's gonna It'll be, be the terrible matrix. it's gonna
1: be a terrible place if, no, if it it it's even like around it, it's at not... all due to climate change and world war we might we might just be on like <laughs> tiny little islands you know crowded with 30 stories yeah presumably. but
0: maybe we'll totally do away with these these physical constraining bodies of ours and just just be in the mind and realized this was just a whole phase we had to go through as, hum- as humans which <laughs> involved the physical material stuff and now it's all about thought and that's
1: that just sounds terrible maybe to you but it you're does. an outdoorsman i'm an outdoorsman man i want to be in the woods Sound- it sounds like a dream situation to me <laughs> just in a nice <laughs> in a pod, pod. <laughs> yeah. no fresh air playing just esports playing people complete,
0: complete climate control FIFA with no controller, just mind activated. <laughs> oh my god, sounds
1: terrible. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, you you're you're a you're a guy who wants to live to be five hundred, right? So mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, it's those. It's I I gotta imagine that going to the gym, you know, setting a habit now when you're relatively young. Um, where you're going to the gym two or three times a week, and you know, not just blasting your muscles, but working on mobility and strength and balance and all those things like setting that habit now has got to be even though you're not seeing huge results it's got to be good for you in the long term
0: uh i i don't know i'm not sure that i would agree with that i think i think that some form of exercises and probably light aerobic exercise 20-30 minutes is really good for you long term i mean documented clearly that is right helps helps actually prevent cancer and that that for me you're right that is a big motivator like these days getting out there to run one of the motivators is if i get out there to run every single day then as far as cancer risk goes i can feel totally fine about having a beer each night <laughs> really because that comes with with a, a, a as i hope we'll do a future episode about uh nowadays there's this article about uh that there's no safe level of alcohol Mm -hmm. and you know it comes with a with a real um, risk quantifiable small at first with just one drink a day but but enough and and i think things like well you know what i I keep beating myself over that then i'm just gonna start running and and that will more than make up for that if i just could get a little run in most days a week uh that'd be great so anyway i don't know what the gym is specifically i do think there certainly is a longevity benefit to exercise um I just don't know about the inflammation and a lot of tearing down yeah. muscles. Yeah, well, and, I mean,
1: yeah, it wasn't specifically talking about muscles. I mean, I guess I was. Talking but staying, about
0: but staying strong, yeah. keeping your body aligned, yeah. staying in balance, right? All, obviously, you want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why that it's not motivating enough because that is motivating as far as diet goes for me. Like sure. that's, I have other reasons for being vegan, but that's certainly one of them. Is that it, it's just really nice to remember that all these health problems that I hear about and and you know, unfortunately, people are going through. I, it's it's always nice for myself that I, I'm at very, very low risk for those because of the way I eat. And that's a motivator. And that's one of the reasons I've stuck with it now for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I don't know why exercise or gym would be any different. Because you can make those activities fun, too. It's not like that is, it has to be a miserable half hour right. or hour. It can be really fun. And when you get into it, it can be more than, more than just something you're doing because it's healthy. But... I don't know. I haven't found that balance yet. I haven't found that that ability to stick with something when when I can't really pour energy into it, or or don't want to, or can't sustain that.
1: Well, you're relying you're relying on the on the assumption, or I don't know this kind of. You're relying on on knowing that it's possibly making me better in the long term, right? Because you're not seeing the results, right? It's this <laughs> right, right you and and that's hard like if you're not seeing big results then having faith or or trusting the fact that uh you know that it's good for me is is hard to convince yourself of in the long term
0: to keep yeah yeah i think it is and i'm i mean i i would believe it it's not it's not that i need to put faith in the fact that it's better it's just it just it's it's like anything else where you or you were choosing long-term benefits over short-term discomfort mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just i don't know you, usually when i when i'm really going for something you can actually turn that short-term discomfort into short-term fun but exercising twice a week just seems like work because it's just it's just not enough to really get i shouldn't say that. it is enough if you're really out of shape and you start exercising twice a week and eating well you, you'll probably you'll have exactly what i'm describing which is like that you feel amazing and you love all this and you can't wait to go to the gym because you know what it's doing for you right but uh you know i think if you're sort of, of average fitness the idea of going to the gym twice a week just it just seems like like not like why do it mm-hmm.
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know either I so mean, I, anyway go ahead
0: well i i think the question we wanted to start with, which is not <laughs> what we ended up talking about with that much but the, the question of like is a habit worth doing when it's if if it requires the placebo sort of thing it requires you to have faith that it's working in order for it then to feel fun uh or to feel worthwhile and then hopefully actually get those benefits but so i don't know like we've I've talked about the study where if you eat chocolate and you think it's good for you then it's then it turns out your body handles it like it is good for you and if you think it's bad for you your body will treat it as a bad food again i don't even know if that study ever happened i hear about it all the time never actually seen it uh but i don't know i I'm fond of saying a placebo effect is still an effect. And when people say, yeah, acupuncture doesn't really work, uh, it's just a placebo effect, although I've never done acupuncture, my response is, but if it's a placebo effect and it actually works because of that, then right. it's people just as it if it worked. Yeah. It's just as if it worked without a placebo effect, right? Mm-hmm. The the net result to you. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's, but it requires a, a suspension of scientific rational mind right like if you saw that it was only a placebo effect if you saw that there actually are no benefits to acupuncture unless the the patient believes that it works it requires this little leap to say well i'm going to go ahead and do that and be one of those people who who believes that it works i don't know i don't know what i think about that and by the way that's that's from 10 years ago that i remember acupuncture being a placebo effect it may have been demonstrated since then that it's not that it is has more actual benefits
1: I know a lot of people who do acupuncture regularly and swear by it, but again, it could be, Well, could (laughs) be, it couldn't be a placebo effect. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. (laughs) I'm just, I'm saying that, uh, you know, people are seeing real results with it. Uh, whether it's, whether it's placebo or not, Sure, they're getting benefits. Like
0: I said, if it is placebo, it it is still, uh, the placebo effect is still an effect.
1: Right. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what else more to say about that because it's, uh, I I firmly believe it as well. <laughs> no, like that. Uh, you know, if you're getting benefits, if you're getting, if you're seeing, you know, whether it's whether it is religion, whether it's uh, you know believing in that your diet or or whatever, you know, if 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 you're happier and healthier because of because you think something is working, then yep. Um. Then I see no reason to to counter that. Yep, I have fancy wine glasses even though it has has been clearly
0: demonstrated that the idea of a wine glass making your wine taste better is entirely a placebo effect. The idea that it directs the the aromas to the right place or directs it to the right part of your tongue, depending on what type of wine it is, that's a really fun story to engage in and believe and pour the appropriate wine in the appropriate glass. And my wife and I used to be even more into that, and we had five different kinds for all different wines.
1: That's a placebo effect? 100%? 100%?
0: Entirely. Yes, really? Entirely. Unless the person doing it, but here's the really interesting. If the person doing it believes that it that it is true, right, believes that this wine, that this does this, it actually makes the wine taste better. <laughs> so they report, and not just, I mean, like they report that it tastes better in a blind thing. I don't, I don't yet know how they do, I've wondered how, how do they actually do a kind of a blind study if you can feel the glass that you're drinking out of. Right. Uh, I don't know, but but I've I've read about this many times, and I and I think there is some sophisticated way of doing it. I don't know what
1: it is, but so the really so really the I just always assume you know like even the basics of a wine a red wine glass being wider to allow it to breathe more and a white wine glass being more right taller you know that that really does nothing.
0: No, unless you believe it does, unless you think it will.
1: Wow, yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yep, look it up. Riedel, it's R R E no R I E D E L I think is the name of the wine glass company. If you look up Riedel placebo effect, I'm sure you'll find it. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. And, and yet, I still like to do that, and yeah. it's it's fun. It just it's I if you go to Italy and drink wine, it's out of these thick little water glasses. Right. And yep. when they do that, I'm like, God, give me a good glass. It seems so much more better, and like it would make the whole experience nicer. But well, aside from the fact that part of the fun of that is that it is a different experience than it is for <laughs> right. what, but I don't know. I d- I just can't. I don't. It's not. Doesn't taste as good when it's out of those those clunky glass. will
1: see, see. So after returning from Italy, I started mm-hmm. drinking cheap wine, like table wine, mm-hmm. out of a water glass, like a you know short yeah. little water like glass, like, India, like what right? you would see, and then like fancy wine out of the fancy glass. You know, because when you even in Italy, when you go to a vineyard and do wine tasting, they they give you True. fancy glasses, right? True. Yep. Um. So in my mind, it was like, oh, now, now, table wine tastes way better because you're drinking it out of a water glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I like that. So the opposite.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Likely a placebo effect. But no, definitely. But I like definitely science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I I think Seth Godin who mentioned who we mentioned a second ago with the dip, mm-hmm. um. He has written a little ebook about placebos, and he writes about all these different things. And it's really the the result is like that. It's 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 not a bad thing. Like it it if it makes the experience better because you believe in it, then then why not do that?
1: You know, I'm, I think, I'm gonna go to church. I think that that is the recipe for success in a lot of right sports and life in Own general. Sports?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say happiness and fulfillment in life. Yeah, is if you can if you can get past the need to analyze things too much and say, well, this feels good. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Th- then I can think of it going out on bad roads. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true. But, but I but I do think you're right. I think I think that placebo thing and kind of just buying in. Uh, I agree that that is a recipe for
1: happiness. Like specifically in ultra running and nutrition and things like that, people have the foods that they swear by. Mm-hmm. um and even like you know some people say they like to drink a little bit of beer you know it's at, at certain miles you know and that that helps right. settle their stomach or whatever and <laughs> or gives them carbs or i don't you know like like there's just so many <laughs> so many weird car. things like people swear by that stuff or or bacon or whatever you know and and like there are so many better things for you to eat and drink than beer and bacon right <laughs> <laughs> um you know i would never do that i mean i have the beer i have done plenty of times but obviously with the bacon even if it was even if it gave me all the strength in the world to finish strong right. no right. way um
0: but it's quite likely that those people if they didn't have their beer or their bacon right. at the appropriate mile that their race actually would tank then would suffer because right of, yeah and but only but only because mentally what they believe yeah yeah
1: yep. absolutely so you
0: gotta you gotta just do the ignorance
1: is bliss thing <laughs> you, I think just, you just gotta <laughs> pick a random random food <laughs> or a specific type of gel or specific type of energy drink that you just like, this is the only one that will work for me. Mm-hmm. And convince yourself of that and then you'll be fine. You'll do great.
0: You exactly.
1: <laughs> no. But bacon I mean, should not be on there for yeah, the record. Would, we do not endorse movie bacon movie at ultra movie. marathons at all. Or anywhere. Correct.
0: This yeah, you know what? This is uh, this topic could could dovetail and become humongous. I could take it back to disc golf again. <laughs> with the idea of, of a pre shot routine, and that because so you actually do start to get a physiological thing happening with this mind body, whatever it's called, loop. Um, that that you know, like you you can make a like the, the reason a golfer, the reason a ball golfer does a pre shot routine is because they've repeated that pre shot routine a mm-hmm. hundred thousand times, and it for them is the beginning of a sequence of hitting a good shot right. and a bad shot now and then, mm-hmm. but. It tells their body now's the time to execute this thing that you've done so many times, and it's a little trigger that pulls them into it. And if you made that golfer not do his, his or her pre-shot routine, they wouldn't be able to play very well. Right, I'm guessing. Right, because that their whole game depends on this routine they have developed and this f- way of signaling to their body to do this thing that you know how to do now.
1: But for some reason, that feels a little different to me.
0: It kind of does, but it. But couldn't the ultra runners beer be uh, the, the little trigger that says, "Okay, now you push for this last few miles because this is going to make that's, you feel." That's like a good rim-
1: point. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: So, but you're right. But then I think I think that is starting to become more scientific and less placebo. Well, that's, right. that's not like that. Their
1: specific that. little action might not actually be resulting in a good swing, but for them, it it sets their body in the right motion to have the right swing. Right. Right. For whatever reason, or it's like that step. You know, yeah or their mind it you know like <laughs> focuses the mind on the swing or yeah i don't know so like i said
0: could become could become a giant conversation
1: why don't we topic. why don't we go ahead and dedicate another hour of this and really do take a deep <laughs> dive really in, into this topic that it's kind <laughs> so of what now, we were planning to talk about and kind so of now, about, i think
0: we wouldn't really come up with anything brighter than we've come up with so far
1: but we could we could definitely go s- around in circles on it though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We could do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes all right All right, we'll wrap it up. Uh, No ad today, right, Doug? No ad today. Again. Then I have an ad for us. Oh, I want to hear it. If you haven't yet bought the new No Mean Athlete book. Ah. The revised and updated edition with 10 new recipes that I put in there. 10 new recipes that I came up with on my own. Wow. Not not unlike the original 50 recipes in the book, (laughs) but which are reflective of more of the way I eat. Simpler. You know, one of my favorite ones is stewed tomatoes and white beans so when you don't have dinner one night doug mm-hmm. what you should do always have cannellini beans or some sort of a chickpeas would work too but have a cannellini beans around open up two cans of those and one can same size can of uh diced tomatoes okay they could be like fire roasted ones will maybe have a little more flavor to them but you can get just regular diced tomatoes and put that put those diced tomatoes with some sliced garlic in a, in a pan heat it up you don't need oil you can add oil if you want to but you don't have to and just simmer those beans in there for 20 minutes or so maybe add some water if it starts to get a little bit dry and you've only had to use three ingredients add a little bit of salt to taste if you want to serve it with bread if you want to drizzle it with olive oil that's fine but that dinner in a pinch has saved me a lot of nights just beans and tomato sauce and it is delicious what'd you call it stewed stewed beans i call it stewed white beans. yeah stewed is when something is mm-hmm cooked after being cooked uh, i believe and that's why it's called that hmm. that sounds delicious yeah. <laughs> it's um, actually it actually doesn't sound that interesting but it's uh it's really good
1: you know it kind of it sounds like it's like kind of thick and the beans yeah. are like really super soft
0: exactly it's not it could be a pasta sauce but it doesn't have to
1: be but the real mm-hmm. thing the real great thing about the
0: recipe isn't that it's so delicious it's that you you don't need you can just make it when you think you have nothing for dinner and you can make it, and you end up eating healthy for dinner. Hmm. So anyway, not all the not all the ten recipes I added are quite that simple, but uh, <laughs> so well, they're ahead. that sort of they're that we've we talked about the kind of the peasant food thing, and I would say the recipes that I added are more more in that genre. Yeah. Anyway, nomediet.com/slash/book-info. Book-info. Uh, people were going there before, and there was confusion because I had not uh, updated the image, so it looked like it was the same old book, and it turns out it's not. It's the it's the revised edition with a new cover. It doesn't and, have me on the cover
1: and and to clarify it's not this is not the cookbook that came out a little while ago this is has way more than just the 60 that's something correct recipes, we right? should have
0: clarified that a long time ago it's not the cookbook it's it's the revised updated version of my first book which is called no meat athlete not the no meat athlete cookbook <laughs> and uh yeah it has i don't know 150 maybe 200 pages of uh stuff about nutrition and then about <clears throat> running now and about fitness because robert cheek added a section about strength training Ah. And then there's the recipes in the middle, the 60 now recipes. So, anyway, lots of stuff. Good sort of uh, beginning guide to to getting into this whole lifestyle. Or if you're just a fan of our stuff and you're not a beginner, mm-hmm. you can always check it out. If you just need to have every version of every Nomad Athlete product ever because you're one of those fans, mm-hmm.
1: then it's a perfect, perfect thing for you. <laughs> but, unfortunately, the new, the new cover, you know, it's really sharp looking. It looks great, but I just, I really still miss your smile. Yeah, I know. What are you going (laughs) to (laughs) do? No, but it's a, yeah. People should check it out. Nemeanathlete.com slash book dash info.
0: Yes. Or go to your favorite bookstore, book retailer, and get it there. Online or off. That's right. All right. Good. Well, I think that's enough, Doug. I think so. That was fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back to do it again next week.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, man. Thanks, everybody. All right.